The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now, here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning, and welcome to Smart Companies KC. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. And our guest today is Sherry Turner. She's the founder of One KC for Women and the driving force behind this alliance that's gaining momentum here in Kansas City. Welcome to the show today. Great to be here. One KC for Women. Uh, it, it, it's not new. The alliance is not new, but we're hearing an awful lot more about it lately, thanks in large part to many of your efforts. Tell us what it is. You call it an alliance. It's not an entity in and of itself. So so explain that. Right. It's, um, it's a brand we created just to try to um, get a new buzz on uh, clients that need resources. And we've been in place since, well, since 2009. And it was really um, interesting that two boards said, hey, it makes sense. We both focus on women. We focus on women that need resources, women that need some financial self-sufficiency, and how you get there, um, whether it's through employment or through self-employment by becoming an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't really matter. But that's uh, that's a new trend when you think about women now creating businesses at one and a half times the rate of men and minority women at actually six times the rate. So there's there's a lot of emphasis on entrepreneurship, and there always has been, but there's a new buzz about it. So. Right. Now, you mentioned that two boards came together initially back in 2009, and they were the what was in the Kansas Women's Business Center? Correct. And, and the Women's Employment Network. So the alliance is made up of the Women's Employment Network, the Women's Business Center, and the Women's Capital Connection, which, which we actually created six years ago. Um, so it's been under the program area of the Women's Business Center since that time. But from a branding perspective, it's always important when you're trying to reach different audiences and you have different messages. Um, we bring it together with One KC for Women, but when you're talking to different audiences, you have to, you know, lead with uh, what they want to hear, right? Right. So a small business needs to do that as well. They need to look at who am I targeting, what message am I trying, what widget am I trying to sell, and who am I trying to sell to. But I might sell a different widget to a different um, uh, client. So I have to I have to think outside the box and how I'm going to get to them as well. Yes. Well, but but what a, what a great idea though, because as you mentioned, uh, within the Women's Employment Network, uh, women who are trying to become more self-sufficient, and then over in the Women's Business Center, you have all of these resources for entrepreneurs. So what a great marriage to bring the two together, and then the capital connection to help fund some of these growing women-owned businesses. Right. Perfect so, match. So, you know, uh, not unlike a for-profit business, you know, nonprofits struggle as well. And and we try to um, actually run our nonprofit as a for-profit. You know, our balance sheet, it, we have to. It, the balance sheet looks the same. It's just whether or not you're providing services for your revenue and asking funders to, to help uh, subsidize so we can keep uh, costs down. 
But, um, you know, it's just how the money comes in and what you do with it. But it's the balance sheet is the same. So um, we found that the alliance would create uh, more synergy between um, the groups, and it actually has allowed us to communicate a, a better strategy to funders. You know, funders in our town are very um, uh, gratuitous to us. They, they do great work for us. And they always um, want to emphasize if you can combine your ask, we'd rather, you know. Instead uh, of being nickeled and dying yeah. here and there, tell us, give us the big picture and, and let us fund appropriately. Yeah, and we were doing that, you know, across three different entities. And we said, okay, we don't need to do that anymore. We just need a common message. And really the, the commonality is financial self-sufficiency. And... Um, if you plug into one KC for women now, basically we try to help you assess what you want to do and where you want to be and how you want to get to that financial success. So in many cases, it could be a job just because there needs to be a short-term fix. In other cases, we've even had business owners that, you know, had to take a break. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the down economy kind of hurt them. They had to take a break, but they eventually plan on getting back. So... um you know, they might want to get a job short term, but right. then they come back as a strong business owner. So they can work on both at the same time. It's not like you pick one path over the other. It's about just um, kind of having a long-term goal and trying to figure out how to get there. Right. Now, as you have grown this this brand, the three, the three original groups, uh, by the way, I, I think it's probably important that although One KC for Women itself is a brand, the other organizations are independent entities all working together under this brand, correct? Correct. Okay. So as this brand has expanded and as the good work and, and good outcomes have occurred as a result of that collaboration, some of the other women's organizations have become involved with that. Can you talk about how the the brand has expanded to be more uh, inclusive of some of the other groups? Yeah, absolutely. You know, similar to for-profit, you know, sometimes you find a a leveraged partnership, right? You don't always necessarily expand all of your, um, you don't create a new widget all the time. You might find a manufacturer that makes that widget that complements what you're doing or if you have a service you know there's a lot of people that are doing things together from a leverage partnership perspective and you really have to weigh out well what's it going to cost me to do this on my own and start competing in this space versus just collaborating with somebody that's already doing it well the Mm -hmm. same is true in terms of what we're doing with one kc for women we can't do it alone we don't have the resources to do it alone we collaborate with anyone. A perfect example of that is uh, the organization out of St. Louis, Justine Peterson, yes. which is a is the microlender in um, the Kansas City Regional Microloan Fund in Can- here in town. And we decided to collaborate with them, and they actually house out of our office. So we're we're really putting some skin in the game because having that attachment and that partnership works well for our clients. So, um, you know, we didn't have to become a microlender. We didn't have to be the underwriter. We didn't have the SBA fund leverage that they already had. They're one of the top microlenders and have been doing this for 17 years. Why mm-hmm. would we want to compete Reinvent with that? Reinvent the wheel, exactly, and be competing with, yeah, exactly. So as a result, 
Um, you know, they're in our office. Uh, they've been in town now for two years. We have 165 companies that have actually been impacted by receiving a microloan, so we have borrowers. And um, 80% of those have been women borrowers. Well, why do you think that is? You know, it's because we're so attached at the hip that we're able to help groom our clients to understanding that this type of financing is available. So we're very excited about that success, and a lot of the resource partners in our community certainly send all their clients to them, but we love having them attached. Right, and again, it's having the resources that are needed at the time. Uh, what, I'm, what I'm getting at there is that you have the microloans available through Justine Peterson, but then you've got the Women's Capital Connection for companies that need that additional and larger infusion of capital. So depending on a client's needs, you've got both of them right there. Right. So the Women's Capital Connection is one of only nine nationally Mm -hmm. that focus on women-led businesses with equity financing. And, you know, it's it's, uh, we've all learned together in Kansas City related this type of financing. Um, it's, It's something we've had to educate women entrepreneurs about. You know, is this really the type of financing that you need? And in many cases, it's not. Right. In many cases, an institutional finance uh, strategy is the way to go. And, you know, I just want to emphasize that there's a, a number of ways to finance your company, and you have to explore all of them. And, and if you are what we would call unbankable, meaning a, a bank isn't ready to take on that loan, it doesn't mean that there isn't another way to do it. And um, I think that's what we've learned in the community and are trying to educate uh, through the microloan program as well as the equity financing play. Yes, and when you talk about, just to bring in another one of your resources, when you talk about a company being unbankable, sometimes there are issues with the company itself that you can help with through the programming that you offer through the Women's Business Center. So yet another connection and another resource that can come into play, even though the focus might, the the need may be financing, you may find out that really before you can take care of that need, you have to take care of these other things and you have the resources to do that too. And that's why the partnership with the microloan program is working so well because they really don't get to get in front of the underwriter until we've actually had a chance to sit down and counsel them on you know, there needs to be at least some strategy on your business plan for what you're going to use the money for, how much you need. Let's play cash projections. If you don't understand how you're going to use that money and how then, of course, you're going to pay it back, then why would anybody loan you money anyway? Um, But what's really great is that's um, enhancing the relationship with the micro-lending group, Justine Peterson. So everybody that gets in front of them, there's it's rare that they're actually turned down, which is what's really amazing. Yeah. Sherry, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to be talking about the women's entrepreneurial ecosystem here in Kansas City. Do you practice entrepreneurship? Intrapreneurship? Do you know how to show what you know? Benedictine College Executive MBA program has been the launching pad for many successful, innovative products, services, and ventures. As the only one-year executive MBA program in Kansas City, our conveniently located North Johnson County campus and weekend class times will fit your busy schedule. Go to benedictine.edu slash EMBA to learn more about our program.
Welcome back to Smart Companies KC. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media, and our guest today is Sherry Turner, who's the founder of One KC for Women, and we're sitting here talking today about the alliance uh, of some of the different women's organizations here. And as we went to break, Sherry, you were talking about the Justine Peterson Microloan Fund and and some of the other uh, financing uh programs that are in place to help women understand about cash flow, and uh, you also have the Women's Capital Connection. Talk to us a little bit about equity financing. Uh, you've said it yourself, and I've heard people say it too, that there's there's a misconception oftentimes that when you're working with an angel, that it's free money, and that's so far from the truth. So give us a primer on what equity financing involves. Yeah, so... Um you know, equity financing, an angel investor is is really looking to see how they might make a buck out of investing, right? So they're taking, you know, a small portion of your company, so that's the equity that you're giving up in order to give them uh, an option to invest. And, you know, not always do you need to do that, but there are some situations where in order to scale and scale fast based on, you know, whether or not you need to get um, whatever you're doing to market quicker, um, because with technology changing, you know, mm-hmm. somebody else is probably doing the same thing. Right. So, you know, depending upon whether or not you have um, a new software, you know, a new drug, whatever it is, um, there's reasons why you need to go equity financing. And and a lot of um, the angel groups would look at anything that would be an ask between 250000 and $2 million. And so, um, but they're looking for a return on their money. And so you really have to be prepared to know uh, how you're going to scale, how fast you're going to scale. This all has to do with cash projections and getting to market, and you have to have your pitch ready. And we're prepared to help people get their pitch ready, but you really have to understand whether or not this is the right the right way to go on financing. And there are um, an, a couple of different options on pitch clinics. UMKC Small Business Development Center has been doing uh, one, and uh, we will complement that um, as well this uh, spring. And so I would, I would definitely encourage somebody, if they're thinking about equity financing, to go one of the, to one of these sessions. It's just a workshop so that they really understand what they have to get ready because it's a lot of work. Um, and if you can get it from a bank, you should always go there, right? So you're not giving up any of your company. Um, but whether or not you can and how much you can, I, you know. Um, and, and you just hit on a key point there. You're not giving up a part of your company. That's something that's key for people, business owners, to think about, too, because some equity investors are willing to be silent, and, and step back. Others want to play a fairly large role in the business, which uh, sometimes a business owner can't adjust to. And sometimes it changes the culture of your business. So you want to talk about that for just a minute? Yeah, so there, there's a lot of angel investors that are silent, even in our community, mm-hmm. that uh, you may know somebody that really wants to be a part of your company and they'll you know throw in $100,000 and then all of a sudden they're really a partner in your business and not just a silent partner. Um, that's what's really great about having an angel network in town. So the way we function is we have 41 women angel investors that look at a, at least one deal a month. 
and we vet that deal for the investors. So they're already pitch ready. We know that they have a term sheet. We know um, that you know it's a viable, bankable or uh, uh, investment deal for them. And what can happen though is the investors may not be interested as a group to really invest, but you may find one of them. Kind of like Shark Tank. Exactly. <laughs> well, it is a lot like Shark Tank. You have a little bit more time than that, right. but, but I love that show, by oh, the way. I absolutely great. love that show. So, you know, there's lots of resources. We're very fortunate in this community to have the Angel Capital Association that's headquartered here, which, you know, really helps with education, not only entrepreneur, but also to angel groups. So... And thinking in mind, in mind that a network of angel investors, you know, it's not a fund. It's not like, you know, the group is investing. Um, it, it really is an individual decision. And that, that can happen either through a formal network or it can happen by you just meeting somebody that happens to have a lot of wealth and really wants to invest. So, um, you really need to investigate whether or not it's it's an option for your business. Right. Now, we have talked about a handful of women's organizations under this umbrella of the uh, 1KC for Women, but there's a much larger women's entrepreneurial ecosystem in Kansas City, and many of them are working collaboratively under uh, 1KC for Women. You know, it's a double-edged sword when you have so many resources. In, in whether it's it's just in within even within the women's ecosystem, there are a lot. And so, when when you look at the women's playing field here in terms of organizations, if I'm a woman business owner and I'm trying to sort through all of these, I mean, Sherry, you guys can't see this as you're listening, but Sherry has done this nice uh, pie chart and and description of of the women's ecosystem here, entrepreneurial ecosystem. How do you navigate through this as a newbie? I mean, even even women who've been here for many years still get confused about which organization to join and how to work among these. And, and are they working together or do they have their own territories? And so how, how does one Casey for Women help that? Yeah, so I always... Um you know, we all need to be cognizant of what of what each uh, organization is doing. Those of us that are working in the in it, um, and those of us like you, Kelly, that have always supported entrepreneurship in the community, and you're very well versed and always, you know, from day one created um, through your your publication a resource that said, "Hey, this is what so and so does, and this is what so and so does." Well. That's still available. It's still available through you. It's still available through any of us that are working as a resource partner in the community. Um, so I think if if someone just plugs in, um, we're going to direct each other to things. I don't think there's a, a ton of um, what we might call coopetition. Um, <laughs> what was that again? Yeah, coopetition. Coopetition. Where, where it's uh, you're you're collaborating, but you're you know there might be a little bit of competition. The competition mostly comes with membership organizations True. because there's mm-hmm. a fee, right? Right. And I am a huge uh, advocate and supporter of membership organizations, and you have to decide on your own whether or not that's the right one to join. So an example of that that we're highly collaborative with, which totally makes sense for what we're doing, is NABO, sure. National Association mm-hmm. of Women Business Owners. Now, that's a membership-driven 
monthly. It's a volunteer group. They don't, you know, they don't have staff here in Kansas City. You know, you were on the national board. Right. Strong local presence. And, you know, just last year we said we need to do more together. Why would we? You can't do everything. We can't do everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, One KC for Women is not a membership organization, so there was no um, competition. Right. It's just, hey, at a, any given time of your business, this is the right thing for you. And I'm a huge um, uh, supporter of NABO and the strategy there. Yes, you have been for many, many years, and, and we do appreciate that. And I'm glad to see that, the, although it's it's an alliance, that the relationship is becoming more formalized right. through, through that alliance. So that is a great thing. And, and for any of you who are interested, I have I, sorry, I have to put a plug in oh, as sure. a former National Board Chair. If any of you are interested in finding out more about NABO, you can go to org. It is the only membership-based women's organization in the country that is exclusively focused on women business owners. Only women business owners can be members. It's the oldest one as well. So uh, there, there are many examples of that. And one thing I'm very excited about, Sherry, is a new relationship that we have, a new collaboration that we have through an event called uh, Smart Connect KC. Tell us about that. Yeah, so, you know, there are lots of different events to go to. Uh, our clients um, were suggesting that we have a business-to-business morning, and and we have several in the community. But you know, at any given time, you never know what client base is going to start asking True. you to do something, right. right? And so, this is very specific. And it's a no-brainer. It's an hour and 15 minutes once a month at a location somewhere in the in town that um, is either a community site or trying to profile another business. And we appreciate that you guys are part of the media sponsorship on this. Our intention is really just uh, a comfortable way of networking and exchanging business cards. And Luann Feehan uh, really is the architect of Smart Connect KC. Her background is really letting um, people really feel comfortable with how to network and give giving some examples of this. And then we'll just, um, you know, people are doing business. It's really, and if you don't want to do that, you don't need to be there. It's, right. But it's a no-brainer. So um, we're doing those once a month. January 24th this is our January. It's at Kansas City Beer Company. It's a sneak preview at a wholesale brewery that's opening in town. That'll be a lot of fun. It'll be great fun. So we'll we'll see if uh, beer is breakfast food or not. Um, but regardless, you know, it's just a way of you of everybody understanding that as a business owner, I may or may not have a connection with this particular business, but I need to know what's going on in the community. So that's what it's for. Right. And while it is a great opportunity to meet other women from a lot of these different groups that we've talked about, men are welcome as oh, well. Yes. This is not open to the public. Exactly, not exclusively women. Thank you for that. And, well, I, I know that sometimes people think that because all of us are, are so associated with uh, women in the community, women businesses in the community. So men are welcome too. And I just want to put my two cents in to reinforce what Sherry says. I've attended some of these myself, and, and it's very relaxed, a very relaxed environment. There's not a, a lot of structure to it where you have to sit and listen to a long program. Those kinds of events have their place. But this is really about you meeting the people who come out that morning, have some coffee, have a pastry, and get to know one another, make make an appointment to meet them later 
for a more intense conversation if you think you have some things in common or the possibility of doing business together. So it's a, it's a great event and a great service that you're offering to the community. And as you say, Lou Ann Feehan is great. Yeah. So, yeah. So don't, you know, you just don't need to feel uncomfortable about what it means to uh, network. And I think a lot of business owners <laughs> would rather do anything else but go out and have to uh, talk about their business in a networking environment, um, in a sales perspective. So it's intended to really just be relaxed. It, and it is. It is. I can assure you of that. So if anybody wants to sign up for the upcoming one in January, how would they do that, Sherry? Yeah, you can just go to 1kcforwomen.com, um, and we will get you in in the registration. Okay. And 1kcforwomen.com, that's a, a numeral one or the the word? It is uh, the word. Okay, 1kcforwomen.com. And you can also find out that will lead you to the other organizations that we've talked about this morning, right? It does. And so, you know, if you know somebody, if it's not just yourself that is unemployed or struggling or self-employed and struggling or wants to start a business and wants to take the Coffin Fast Track class um, or is a business owner that really needs some strategy for growth and needs some mentoring uh, needs an advisory board, you know, just plug in. And really it's about helping that client assess where they want to go and what resource is the best. And it may not even be all the resources we have. It may be a resource that's available through one of the other organizations that are not even just focused on women, the small business development centers, chambers, um, you know, whatever it takes. We're trying to um, get you hooked up. Well, Sherry, thank you for being here today, and I would be remiss without saying that uh, Sherry herself is one of the greatest resources for women in the Kansas City area. I've known her for, uh, we were trying to figure that out before we went on the air. Um, neither one of us once cares to talk about how long we know each other. <laughs> Since we but, were 12. But uh, you, you really do a lot of good, and you're very collaborative. That That is one of the biggest things that you bring to the table. Thank so thank you, you for all your efforts uh, on behalf of women and entrepreneurs in Kansas City. Thanks so much, Kelly. If you would like to learn how to grow your business, please go out to www.ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook at Thinking Bigger Business Media or follow us on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.